I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. I'm finally going to get my vaccine. I'm so excited. Fuck yeah, darling. I've been waiting a while. I'm old enough to get it, and I'm <laughs> smart enough to get it. Okay. So I'm very happy that I'm going to get my Moderna shot today. And I wanted to tell everybody, I think you should get out there and do it too. I even changed one of my songs to fit the occasion. Oh. It goes, <clears throat> vaccine, 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 vaccine. I'm begging of you, please don't hesitate. Vaccine, 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 ever is Jolene. Is, is Jolene. Really? For it, real. It, it actually is. Yeah, for real. For real? Yeah, for real. That is my, fa- that is my all-time favorite song of all I time. I so don't believe you. I am 100% serious. My favorite song of all time is Jolene. You did this to yourself. <laughs> me oh, fuck, me not believing I you know. is your fault. I know. But, but <laughs> it's <laughs> actually true. There are a number of people out there who do know this fact. And that is my favorite song. My favorite rendition of that song this will make it a little bit easier to believe vaccine is vaccine. is that rendition right there <laughs> no, no, no. My, my, my favorite rendition of that song is uh is jack white's version from the uh great white northern light store but but all that aside dolly parton first of all the celebs are getting their vaccines and i love to see i love that arnold got his and was yeah, saying yeah, yeah, follow yeah, me yeah, if you if you want to live yeah, and i love seeing dolly getting hers Here's a wild thing. After I saw this video, I just fucking love Dolly Parton. I think she is I think she is such an incredible woman and such a like fucking amazing like businesswoman, amazing entertainer. I just like I would love to spend some time with her. But I Google I was like googling her getting this vaccine. She I mean she's a massive philanthrop- philanthropist. And uh, I but I didn't realize this. She donated a million dollars in in uh, two Moderna, Moderna 
research oh, no for way. the vaccine. No wonder she got hers so early. <laughs> yeah, well, she, dude, she's up there. This she's is an old the lady. Moderna dude, how vaccine. Old is, uh, how old is Dolly in. Parton? Uh, Alexa, how old is Dolly Parton? Dolly she Parton is like 75 50. years old. She was born on January 19th, 1946. Crazy. Dude, 75. 75. And she's also, I think, a Capricorn as well, January 19th. And that's, that's really what, what puts the icing on the cake. Mm. That's why yeah. I love her. She's a Capricorn. People who are born in January just live longer. It's weird. She's my girl. Yeah. Oh, is that true? I have no idea. I just made that up. You know I another? Say it. I, fuck, I got some time. I was making fun of you, dude. <laughs> dude. You said that. You said that like uh, said a week that? ago. Yeah, we yeah. were I doing don't... I don't remember what comes out of my fucking mouth. Exactly. That just backs up Tay's point about never believing you about anything. <laughs> well, uh, but, uh, but I do know for a fact, my favorite movie is Alien. My favorite song is Jolene. My favorite sex toy is uh, a, a flashlight. <laughs> and those are the only things that matter. Um, I was uh, like, wait, what is the se- what is the flashlight? Speaking, What's the flashlight connection? Speaking of flashlight, uh, oh, let's go to fantastic. let's go. I want Lauren. I want you to read. We got a letter. We got another letter from listener, and um, uh, uh, this is a letter that made me unsure of mm. how to feel. Uh, <laughs> so so uh, this is uh, this is a letter from Louise. Uh, Lauren, if you want to hit the subject and then just give it to us before you uh, before you read this, Lauren, I just want to say the other day this letter came in. Brian was reading it at his desk. <laughs> And Brian was laughing to himself and I went, Oh, like, tell me about that. And Jer said, Oh, is that, are you reading the letter? Brian said, yes. Then Jer proceeded to say, Taylor, don't fucking read the email. Don't read the emails. Any email that came in today from to this email, don't read it. And he really didn't want me to to see it. Because I think that I speak on behalf of the world when I say we all love a good Tay reaction, (laughs) right? Right. Like when when we kept it uh, under wraps that Jer has sleep apnea. Just purely for your reaction. I love that you really needed to preface that. (laughs) Well, well, I mean... I really do not know about this. I really don't don't know. No, but but I'm saying that that Jer obviously thought that that it was worthwhile. And like, you know, like you said, everybody loves... My reaction to things. <laughs> All right, so here we go. This is now. Uh, this will be a clip on YouTube. If anyone wants to watch our YouTube videos, there's going to be a, a whole clip. Taylor reacts to wild email, dude. Unbelievable, <laughs> dude. That's a great dude, title, dude. That's a great title. But my reactions are really encapsulated by Brian's thumbnails on our YouTube channel. clips. That's very true. Tay Guys, reacts I, to mildly worded letter. <laughs> I love making thumbnails, you guys. Uh, by the way, folks, we are on YouTube. Uh, and you can watch this entire host segment over on our YouTube, uh, Sick Boy. Uh, check out the channel. Uh, Lauren, funny. hit us with that letter and, and let's watch Tay react. Okay. So the subject is sometimes hard to listen to. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> you, guys, I just want to say, I read that subject line. Um, I was like, fuck this letter. Good, <laughs> right, great. right away. Who doesn't love but, a good piece of but, criticism? But then I, yeah, <clears throat> then I kept reading it. It, it's pretty funny. Okay. Uh, as a biologist who now focuses on teaching anatomy and physiology at an Ontario college, because Louise does not want people to know that she listens to, to Sig Boyer wrote this letter. <laughs> I love that she kept it. She kept it quite vague. Uh, I find myself cringing at your terrible lack of knowledge about the human body. <laughs> <laughs> and then after Googling, how often you still get things so wrong. <laughs> even our research doesn't know. We're even bad at researching <laughs> answers. Uh, this is, however, made up for by how fascinating you are. 
at digging into what's really important. Oh, I was like, as creatures? <laughs> like in the wild? Uh, uh, digging into what's really important. Not the human body, but the human mind and how the person truly feels about it. Oh, fuck, dude. She's hitting the nail on the head right now. Mm-hmm. They actually, I'm not sure if it's a woman or whatever. Yeah, we'll have her rewrite our promotional materials. Uh, <gasps> while, I, while I'll still continue to teach my nursing students the correct biology... Nice little dig there, Louise. <laughs> I will think about perhaps recommending your podcasts. Oh. I will think about perhaps recommending your podcasts. Yeah, wow. I just want to emphasize that. Uh, to help them see beyond a disease to see the whole person. Keep it up. Guys, I just want to say, this is the type of review you get on iTunes that's like a solid three. Solid you know, like, three it's, like, it's like a three. It's like somebody actually took time to like give you like semi-critical feedback they don't really care what you think, but they were just like, "Hey, I figured I'd review no, it." No, no, so no. You know what? I, so that I, somebody that somebody who's listening knows like what to expect when I, they get into this. I read that email and I felt I felt really grateful to get that email because here's the thing: is that Louise, you and you just said it, Tay. Louise, you nailed it on the fucking head. Mm-hmm. We're I say it all the time, idiots, fucking dum dums. Like we, of course, we don't know shit, and that's not what this podcast is has ever been about the podcast is truly just about hearing the experience of others. And, and that's, what's important about the show. Now, of course it's evolved over the last almost six years. And we're speaking to a lot of more uh, individuals and folks who, who work in the field of health sciences. And, and here's the other thing. It's talking their about, job. Talking about cum just it's, as much. It's, it's their guys. job to tell us about the things yeah, that we don't know. See, it's like a stay in your lane. That's um, right. type of email though. Like, uh, it is. like, <laughs> Hey, like it I is. see you guys venturing out there. Stay in and to lane. that Louise, I say, fuck you no. because I'm swerving all over this goddamn road and I don't give a fuck. And that's my reaction right there. Caption right here. Brian thumbnail this. Okay. So, so, but yes, uh, to, to that so note, funny. to that note, um, uh, again, we, we still, we still, we still don't know. We still don't know what we're talking about, and 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 that's that's the that's the fun about these fucking conversations that we have is, it's not it, that's not our job to fucking <laughs> no. know. Our job is just to facilitate these conversations, and and hey, you know, don't blame me if nothing sticks. I have cystic fibrosis. Okay, Louise, I don't get enough oxygen yeah. to my brain to retain that fucking information. Louise, she, she, Louise, really? But I do. I do. The, thank you for that email because I, and, and I I did love that letter. It fucking made me. Laugh. Yeah, it's pretty great, and I hope Louise that um you you'll upgrade to you know thinking about probably recommending this <laughs> yeah. podcast. And you know what? Think about probably supporting us on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what, guys? I, I do have to say, I agree with you, Jer. I, I did think it was really sweet and yeah. and funny email. Um, but also, I thought, I thought, you know what? I'm going to take it upon myself to, uh, to try to learn a little bit more nah. about the things that are also important in health, which is not just the human experience, but the actual science behind nah, it. Nah, dude, you're not a scientist. Learn <laughs> schmern. Uh, uh, hey. I'm trying to get my honorary doctorate, though. Here's dude, We don't need to know science to get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. Uh, here's something interesting, though, uh, that doesn't have much to do with the biology of things, Louise, so you'll be happy to know I'm not going there right after your email. Uh, but I will be going there later when we talk about penises. But before we get to penises, uh, I do want to talk about uh, this really interesting um, uh, article that came out 
in uh, it was uh, I believe it was Forbes or Insider. I should have this written down, but I didn't. the The title of the article is "Japan Has Appointed a Minister of Loneliness." I think it was Insider. Yeah. After seeing suicide rates in the country increase for the first time in eleven years, um, so uh, this this idea, this appointed job of minister of loneliness, is not unique to Japan. It's actually not the first time that this job has been uh given to someone yeah uh, i think i believe the first country that received a minister of loneliness was the uk yes and um hmm. the article goes on to say japan has appointed a minister of loneliness in an attempt to reduce loneliness and social isolation among its residents as the country deals with rising suicide side rates tomohiro osaki reported for the japan times prime minister Yoshide Suga appointed Tetsushi Sakamoto, who is already a minister in charge of dealing with Japan's declining birth rate and promoting regional revitalization. This guy has a lot of fucking lot of yeah, yeah. Uh, to oversee the government policies <laughs> to deal with men. loneliness and isolation <clears throat> earlier this month. Loneliness has been a, lo- a long-time issue in Japan, often discussed alongside of what is called hikiomori, or people who live in extreme isolation. So I looked up Hikiomori, and it's this phenomenon uh, that is defined by Japanese Health, Labor, and Welfare Ministry as people who have stayed in their home for six months or more without going to school, to work, or venturing out to socialize. And here's what's really interesting. Is this is really a known term? Like, not a known term, but that's, like a That's something I find really term? interesting about other cultures, though, is that they have different words to describe things mm-hmm. that, like, we can't even put words yeah. on in the English language mm-hmm. or in mm-hmm. Western culture. Like, yeah. it's these these concepts of, like, emotions and feelings in a lot of, in a lot of ways that, like, we can't even characterize with our language and yeah. the way that we yeah. think of things here. So, Hikikomori... Um, is not something that has been, and I want to I want to stress that this this isn't something that has come out of COVID. This has existed as a as a phenomenon in in this case in Japan for well, Japan quite a long a, time. Has a has a like a long history of of like high suicide rates, does it not? What was the what was the suicide forest? Do you know about that? Yeah, yeah, it's a forest. I believe it's at like at the base of Mount Fuji, mm-hmm. um, and it's a lot of people would who would go into this forest and, and basically take their lives. And there's a lot of like there's a lot of lore behind the forest. But yeah, um, like Logan Paul would go there and like, stuff and make videos. Not even fucking go there. Um, uh, so so again, this isn't something that came out of COVID. This is something that did has existed. That? Yeah, he did. Yeah, oh, yeah, guys, let's not go into that. That's yeah. just gross. It was Let, bad. It was hey, gross. you know what, Logan Paul, I'll fight you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Logan Paul reacts. <laughs> uh, I hate being on YouTube now. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god, it's fantastic. Uh, a whole new a, out of out of Japan, a 2016 survey found that 541,000 15 to 39 year olds were living in isolation. So this is 2016. Uh, the figure is currently is actually lower than what it was estimated to be in 2010. Um, when 696,000 were thought to be suffering from hikikomori. But those who uh, who withdraw are doing so for longer, according to this study study back in 2016, as those who have shut themselves in their homes for at least seven years accounted for 35% of the total. Another 29% have lived in recluse for three to five years, the Japan Times reported. So... 
That is a crazy amount of time to be yeah, yeah. in and, reclusion. Yeah. And so obviously this is already happening. You know, this was happening in 2016. It was a phenomenon, a, an, an issue that the country was seeing and reporting on and, and trying to find ways to alleviate. Uh, back then, the, there were engineers in Japan that had previously designed a robot to hold someone's hand when they're lonely. That is so Japanese. It is very is, Japanese. Yeah, that is the most Japanese thing I've and ever there, heard. There was one guy, one man who charged people to do nothing except keep them company. So he put it out on Twitter and he was like, look, I would love that job. I know Hikikomori yeah, is, a, is an issue. I'm willing to uh, I'm willing to put myself out there to be hired to just sit with you and do nothing. And he it was what like it was wild to see the things that he he would sit down with people and you know whatever they would like go to a bar and he would just sit there and they would talk to him. He would do nothing except for just listen mm-hmm. or just be present. And he had people admit murder to him and like people like just wild wild things of people just like <clears throat> spilling the shit out but anyway that's that's another but, conversation but that would but. even that would even be very like that person doing that job somebody who is in isolation or you know is has no social connections they if you don't have that if you don't have that um that catalyst to behave differently in some way than you would when you're completely alone, then even just if that person was there and you didn't even speak to them, you you will be different Yeah, what a great, in the presence of somebody. Yeah. What a great side hustle for an undercover cop. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah totally. Let's introduce a little conspiracy. <laughs> into this. You, know, you know what though? It's, it's interesting to think because I like, I think of that job as, as like in a way similar to what therapists do. Obviously like it goes without saying that they're well therapists are actually trained to it's still therapy it's, it's, ther- it's still therapy it's, just, different. it's this, less akin to therapy and more akin to to um to sex work yeah i guess there, it, you know, I, there, well i think it's somewhere in the middle probably, Let's say it's yeah, probably in the middle yeah you know what? um yeah. probably perfectly yeah. in the middle <laughs> um the but the interesting thing is i think about therapy and i think about the concept of is it called uh, Hikikomori. Hikikomori. So, I, and, I, and look, if uh, Louise, if I'm saying it wrong, yeah, fuck, give us just, a break. Can you fucking email us again? And yeah, she also know. teaches Japanese. <laughs> but uh, at an the, Ontario the, college, we don't know which. <laughs> the interesting thing about about that concept is that, like, the fact that there's a name for that mm. phenomenon there, I imagine that in therapy there, there's like a way to, addr- there's probably like some type of way that they would maybe treats not the right word but like some system that they would use to assist people who are experiencing that yet like we probably do have people in the western world i'm stuck on this idea obviously but we probably have people who are experiencing similar things in the western world that we don't call we don't have a name for we do the united kingdom was the first country to appoint a loneliness minister in 2018 Right, but is it just loneliness? And like, is after a twenty-seven? Uh, I think it's it, encapsulating. It, yeah, the, it like, seems like a more like it's a more. I, th- I think it's a bit of a. Eu- I think it's a bit of a euphemism for, <laughs> for, um, maybe like an umbrella term for like ment, ment, ment did mental you, health issues. Did you ever listen to that? I mean, uh, it's definitely mental. It's not. I don't think it's an umbrella <laughs> term for mental health issues, because that 
is an umbrella term for so many things. But I'm no, thinking I know. I'm it's, saying it's a euphemism, meaning like it's it, they're, 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 it's like a it's a it's a it's a nice sounding word instead of being like minister of mental illness. But I what, oh, what I, I, sorry, <clears throat> I see what you mean but, right, in terms of the, the right, actual <clears throat> right. But, job but I'm thinking of I'm thinking of it more in the sense. Do you guys ever hear that Radio Lab episode? Um, I forget what it was called, but it was about this concept of Laggett. Oh, uh, I do. Vague, I can't remember what it was, but I vaguely remember. There was, um, there was this group of people, uh, a culture of people who had this like way of experiencing grief where they would like go out on yeah. into this like space on their own and they would just like yell or moan or like feel this like a visceral, like full body feeling that they would like vocalize and like do this it's like keening. Sort uh, are you being serious? Yeah, yeah. keening is the yeah. is the term. We never know the in in this oh, culture no, they called it. It was it called it was called the word to describe it was laggit. Yeah, ke- I mean was, keening is used in like in, I know in Ireland and stuff like that. But and it's basically like you know ke- keening is the sound of like. Ah! Yeah, dude. I, like I did I ever tell you guys about the time That's where cute. I felt that when I was on the zipper at one of those county fairs, like. I was, I was on the What do you mean zip. you felt it? Dude, I he was, was with, I was with my brother. I was with my brother and we were, we were spinning, we were on the he rickety, was, he, rusty zipper. Thing he was, was like spinning in the air. deep, deep, un, un, Yeah, dude, un- I thought I was going to die. Grief. I thought I was going to die. I was, I was spinning on this thing and I'm next to my brother and I'm like trying to hold him. But like the, the centrifugal force makes me feel like I'm flying through the air and I felt weightless for like what felt like too long. You know, like I was like spinning. We were probably at the top and I was like, I'm weightless for way too long right now. The thing has detached. I'm about to die. Like I thought we were flying across the sportsplex parking lot <laughs> and I was flying to my death. And I just went like this. I went. Aah! And my brother just started laughing. <laughs> That's Keenan. Yeah. Uh, well, well was, ke- keening yeah. is uh, yeah. keening is a traditional anyway, form of vocal lament for the dead, and it comes from Irish or Scottish. Um, uh, it's a so Scottish. Ra- a this radio term. lab was about a different culture that experienced something similar, similar to but that, right. but like we we don't have a word for that in like in Western yeah. in our Western culture, and so like we do. I it's was keening. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. So, 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 so I, I don't. So, mean, uh, I, fuck you, Brian. Well, yeah, I know. Okay. I don't in North to, America, I don't in North America, we don't say that. We, we do. We do. We say that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're, I say it so, four times a week. Yeah. Okay. The, well, the well, term well, keening is used in Western in, in, right, okay. in Western language. But but so, but, I get, we, but, I, but my point was, and maybe it's not accurate, but my point is, is like I was wondering if hikikomori was like a different word to describe something that's similar to what we might experience here, but a little bit different. Was that? Oh, sorry. Was that Radio Lab episode like about a place that was also an island nation? Because that's like a theme I'm noticing. UK, Japan, not 100% Ireland. Sure, but... They're mm. all island nations, and I wonder. But really, isn't island people it's... are weird? Isn't, they are. Isn't the whole world an island? Right. I mean, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Exactly. yeah anyway, right. Um, but I think you are right, Brian. It's called Pangea. That, I, I think you're right, Brian. <laughs> in that it is a it's a term. It's a word that is. I, we see that a lot in language where there's 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 different different languages have terms or words for things that are so specific mm-hmm. yeah. that we don't typically have here yeah. in thank you, North yeah. thank I, you. I, I'm with you to 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 we should high to, five again Jer. to um because because you said that earlier you said that earlier <laughs> Bri and something and I think I might have I I might have talked about this on the podcast once before but it's it's a it's on the flip side of well if you know 
Hakiko Mori. Hakiki Mori. Hakiki Mori is on this end of the spectrum. And this will be on the other end of the spectrum. Um, this is, it, it's a Japanese term. Hakiko Mori, sorry. <clears throat> Japanese term. I think it's, I want to say it's called Maru. Mm. And it yeah. is the practice of being grateful for a thousand things every yeah. day. Um, and, uh, and I, I came to that, I came to that term through some investing uh, studying that I was doing and that and basically it's guys, how, it's how guys, Jeff Bezos uh, rose to the top guys it feels like we're just flexing on Louise right now just to be like hey we actually know a lot of stuff because we're like pulling things out like oh this reminds me of this well cultured thing that I heard about back in my yeah. studies I and you know a- what I know what mitochondria do <laughs> Louise uh, it's what mitochondria does. <laughs> Fuck. Um, look, look. I, wait, wait, wait. You're talking about Maru. Do, right. do you have any more to uh, to uh, show? Actually, Louise tell you though, mito- it's mitochondria do because it's the plural of mitochondrian. Boom. Thanks. Oh, and yeah. I knew that, and that's why I said it Guys, that way. Collectively, we know a lot. <laughs> um, well, that it, it was. It was actually. Yeah. So you shouldn't have poured the last bit, bit, and you got you got the you got the the stuff. Anyway. The, the, the end our of listeners it, love that. This is great podcasting, Tay. The, uh, the, the end of that was that it, it was actually fascinating in the way that it was being applied because when you think of business and money and finance, you don't usually think of gratefulness, uh, being grateful and um, thinking about like the well-being of others. You think of like greed and you think of you know people that are um, you know, screwing people. Well, like that's what ca- capitalism tends to connote those, those, those thoughts. And this was coming from this Japanese billionaire who, when asked, like, what is at the core of your success and how you've built your, you know, how you've like risen to this, you know, crazy place in the finance world. He's like, I think he might have been the richest person in Japan at the time in the 90s. He said, uh, Beanie that, Babies. That it, he said, Beanie Babies. And he said, I, Every time I collect a new Beanie Baby, I make another billion dollars. Or every time I make a billion dollars, I get I collect a new Beanie Baby. No, it was that Maru is Maru. Maru is at the center of his Ooh. ethos and that any company that he is invested in, he is, he, it has to, there has to be a culture within the company that there is like an attitude of gratitude for everything that they do down to like Ooh. the product that ends up going out to the consumer. And that like, that shows up in how consumers purchase a product. And like, that's why the success <clears throat> of the company is such and that that's why he invests in, in companies. And, and like that has to be present. And I saw that video of that interview that he gave where he mentioned that. And he was sitting on the back of a servant uh, with his feet kicked up. <laughs> I on think that some was other Paul guys, Abdul. Some other guy's shoulders. <laughs> so uh, back to the, so back the, to the thing I we were talking about 20 minutes ago. Um, uh, they, they appointed this loneliness minister because there's been a huge rise in suicides during the pandemic. So during COVID-19 uh, in 2020... With people more socially isolated than ever, Japan saw a rise in suicides for the first time in 11 years. So it took 11 years for that country to see an increase in suicides. And here's something that's really interesting because we've talked about this on the show a bunch, uh, especially when, when, when talking about men's health. Oftentimes, suicide is an issue that is much more prevalent in men. And uh, in Japan... Uh, women in particular have contributed to the uptick in suicides. In October, 879 women died by suicide in Japan. Oh, crazy. A 70% increase compared to the same oh. month in 2019. And isn't the stat overall that we've been, that we've heard is, is that men are like 
three times more likely to commit suicide. Some it's something. I mean, crazy I think it's that. more. I think it's more the nuance is that men are more likely to be successful because men tend to use, uh, or they might men might also um, like tr- uh, attempt suicide mm, more. Mm, but mm. also, men tend to use more violent means that are right. that are more su- successful. Also, feels like the wrong word, but yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, guys, I watched a really you know our friend Jeremy Allen. Uh, yep. Um, funeral director from Edmonton. J-Bone. Death Ed. I watched an amazing uh, Insta live that he did the other night when he was talking about a a good friend of his who had just recently died by suicide. And he was saying, he he went through the history of like why we said commit suicide because it used to be illegal illegal to to commit an act of suicide. Um, But the language is changing around that where now... You don't say commit suicide because it's not die, a crime anymore. You say die by suicide. Yeah, right. um, uh, a little bit of stats here, just just kind of kind of staggering, really. Uh, in October, so this is October 2020, more people died from suicide than had died than had died from COVID nineteen in Japan of all in all of 2020. Whoa. Holy shit! Wow. There were two thousand one hundred and fifty three suicide deaths that month. And 1,765 total virus deaths up to the end of October Damn. of 2020. And what's Japan? 40, I want to say it's 40 million, something like that <sighs> is the population. I was going to say at least uh, 100,000. I think it's 40 million. Um, but I also did look up um, the comparative uh, suicide rates uh, of men uh, and women and men. It's about three to four times higher. Yeah, right. So, so the, uh, and Japan's population is one hundred and twenty-six point oh, three million. Oh, I was off too. I thought I said what did I say? Just over a hundred thousand. I thought it was eight. Um, eight, uh, eight people. Yeah, yeah, in Tokyo. Wow. Now, now, as to why that's happening more so with women in Japan than than men, um, I don't know. And 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 as as far as I could tell, uh, Japan doesn't know. It's They're, it's here though too. Like. Like suicide rates in women have been climbing um, dramatically as well. uh, The pandemic has disproportionately affected uh, women economically uh, as well. That was one thing that that that's probably partly why. Like there, more women have have lost their jobs. It's gonna and then are expected to do to bear the brunt of childcare as well. Mm. Like while they're trying to juggle Mm -hmm. working from home, and it's especially. Um, and it's, and it's even worse for, for women of color than for white women. Yeah. So and we um, talked about that with Jody yeah. Carrington, like the, the how, yeah. how the kids are still, a lot of kids are still are, are home from school Yeah. and like just the whole like clusterfuck of, of being, ha- not being able to work, having a kid that stays home all yeah. day, having mm. to take care of that kid or having your job and having a kid that's at home all day. And like the dilemma in that and it falling on women predominantly to take yeah, care right. of a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do go on to say here uh, in the, the insider article, more and more single women live alone in Japan, but many of them don't have stable employment. So, you know, you take yeah. that and then, and then stack on top of that, a global pandemic. And it's a fascinating country. It's, it's man. It, it really I would, is. Yeah, if really Canada is looking for a minister of loneliness, I would love I would, that. That would that would be like probably one of my dreams. What do you think? Wow. What do you think the qualification? What do you think if the if the government of Canada was like we're creating this position now, and yeah. we think that this person <clears throat> needs you know ABC? I could tell you the first thing they'd say is they honorary, would go, honorary doctorate. They would go. Have they received an email from Louise? 
If they have, they're fucking out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if they don't know biology, uh, I I think that they if they if they uh, were uh, formerly a Care Bear in their past life, then they would probably. Um, that would probably be a desirable a, trait. Is like that a, how you identify? Like a teddy bear? That you were a care bear I in think, your past life? I've never thought of it before until now, but I like to think your that. Your shirt hmm. is basically... Can you, can you give our primary <laughs> camera a, a close-up? How about on, instead of doing that, just uh, flash a photo of what is on your shirt on the screen now. And there you go. That was what it was on Brian's shirt. Yeah. If our videos were monetized, they just got demonetized. Again, folks, all of our uh, all of our host segments uh, on the show are being uh, broadcast now on YouTube. So, Sick Boy on YouTube, go check it out. We'd love to see you there and uh, hit that subscribe button, knock the bell icon, and uh, leave a comment below. And you can send us an email: letters at sickboypodcast.com, hey, patreon.com slash sickboy. And uh, hey, I can live at. Uh, I was gonna say Taylor's address, but I'm not gonna do Thanks. that. Hey, you guys know, you guys know. Okay, I got, a, I got a good Appreciate question. It. I got a good question for you guys. You know how the Care Bears had the like emblems on their on their bellies, mm-hmm. the little tummies. Mm. Yeah. If you were a Care Bear, what emblem would be on your belly? Enchiladas. Um, uh, pentagram. <laughs> <laughs> um. Chair's like he took mine. <laughs> a flashlight. It, it would have been that. I, uh, and then I thought maybe a flashlight, but no. I actually, I've never used a flashlight, so I don't know. Uh, I would say like two penises docking. <laughs> I saw like the I saw the tattoo on Snake Pit of uh, the docking penises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, love I hate that. you guys. Are vegans actually unhealthy? Does cannabis ruin your sleep? And why are so many men taking testosterone supplements? I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And we're the creators of the popular YouTube channel, ASAP Science. Every week on our podcast, Side Note by ASAP Science, we explain the science behind a controversial subject with recent research, up-to-date studies, and ridiculous stories so you are entertained while, bam, simultaneously learning. We're here to make science make sense. Download Side Note by ASAP Science wherever you got your podcasts. Uh, speaking of penises docking. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. That was a segue. I mm-hmm. didn't even know. Moving on to this wild story that uh, was brought to my attention by Lauren here. Thank you so much. This is the content that I'm always looking for. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. Burst out laughing. Not a laughing matter, but also burst out laughing when I read the 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 headline. Headline here, uh, a man suffered a nine-day erection oh my God. after a very minor accident involving his moped. <laughs> so uh, this, wow. was, this was in a, a study published in the journal Case Reports in Urology. Which, let's subscribe. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Better fucking put our email down for that. Info Hundo. at <laughs> Um Doctors <clears throat> described the case of a 35-year-old British man who fell off his Guys, moped and hit his every article about a British guy. I know. I know. I know. I know. Like, you think we'd have way more Florida men. Um, <laughs> 35-year-old British man who fell off his moped and hit his taint or his perineum. Did they say taint in the article? They do say taint in the article. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, the part of the body between... So anyone who doesn't know, the taint or the perineum is the part of the body that, it, that rests between your scrotum and your anus. Uh, if you're driving your car right now, you can just slide your hand down 
lift and go under the balls, and you can just push up. And that, oh, oh. dude, you're on camera right that now. That is your turn. <laughs> also, I'm going to cut away from you on that. Um, <laughs> Good idea. And uh, he's in both. He's in, thought, bo- he's in all the shots. I thought taint was slang. Taint is slang. So the, that's yeah, why I, I was surprised that he used it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he developed bruising, but had no other significant injuries. So this guy's driving his moped, you know, fucking red light, doesn't expect it, bails on the, on the bike. As he bails, bike slides to the left. His body slides to the right, leg spread, telephone pole, or rather a street sign pole, and he just like gently bumps into it and bruises his taint, okay? However, he went on to develop... They say all of that in the No, article. no, I'm just imagining, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, however the fuck it works. But he went on, so he, so he thought nothing was wrong, goes on to develop an erection that lasts for nine days, okay? Dude. That's so intense. <laughs> but here's the here's the thing. That just the, sounds tiring. The guy was too embarrassed to go to the doctor. So he just kind of left it going. Males, he, le- he left this classic like, you know, male had, stigma. Think about yeah. you have like like a two or three day boner and you're like, this is Dude, fucked. two or three day boner as if like you can imagine that. Guys, the like, the rule is hard to You imagine. wake up you wake up in the morning and you wake up in the morning and you you and you can tell you've been hard for like the past three hours, and I, I immediately am like, oh, fuck, go away, <laughs> go away now, because, because like you kind of ache, and I, and I, it would be really great. Do you think that's and how that's hard you, that that that's how long you're hard for when you wake up in the morning? Three hours. Well, that has something to do with. Uh, it has something to do with a sleep stage. You it's only, to, yeah, you, it's hard to tell. You only like, get hard. It can a, be painful sometimes, but I like four hours is like, if you have a boner for four hours, like you're supposed to go to, directly to the hospital. That is that. Brian, that is actually true. I know. If you that, have a boner yeah. for over four hours, well, that's, that's, that's when that's, you're so, that's, so that's classic Why are you Viagra, surprised that, I'm, that, that what o- I said is true? Well, I'm just surprised <laughs> that you actually knew that it was specifically over four hours. That's when you got to seek help. So even if you know something about the health of your penis, like so even if it's not four hours, man, I'm like, if you wake up in the morning and you've got morning wood and and you've been hard for even an hour, I mean, do you, do you guys feel like that? I wake up in the morning hard and I go and I and I can tell it's been there and I'm ready for it to go away. Like you just want it to dissipate because I got to like do I got to sit down and take a piss. Not I got to like not me. What are you waking up and like? <laughs> no, I wake up and having I'm, a wank. Yeah, <laughs> no, I wake up. I wake up and I'm like, wait, did you say wake up or wank up? I wake up and then <laughs> okay. I look down and I go wake and wank. This has probably been here for about an hour. And then I, I'm like, well, he's I got another three. I go, I go, he's not going. Before I got to go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, he's not going away anytime soon. So I get up and I, I use, I use it. I use it to my, make to my coffee. advantage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I look. I make pancakes. Fucking flip I, without my hands. Flip yeah. them. Okay. Oh, like the <laughs> like a donut holder with legs. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I get in the shower. Get in the shower. Dry off. Shit, towels all wet. I'm like, I gotta hang this up to dry. Hanging off my cock. Yeah, that's that's Walk funny. Around, get I do. Done. I literally do the cock. exact same thing. I don't actually, say cock without a British. Accent. I pour myself a boiling hot <laughs> cup of coffee and then I just set the just put the, oh, uh, the handles straight through. This is vicious. There. Yeah, yeah, dude. Me too. And then I can do other shit with. I my do hands. this other thing where where I do this other thing where I take where I where I pour the coffee. I put again because you guys know I love sugar in my coffee. Right? So, so I pour the coffee. I pour the coffee, and then and then I put it down. Put the sugar in it, and of course it needs to be stirred. So then I do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I feel violent. <laughs> 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 Fucking clip it. <laughs> so, uh, so, so this, guy, this poor guy. This poor That'll guy. be the cold open in this YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the poor guy in, in England, he, he's got a bow oh for far too long. He, he ends yeah. up going into the hospital finally after nine fucking days. Goes into the hospital. Quote, on examination, there was a grade four erection with a rigid base and shaft. The doctors write in the report. Grade four on the erection hardness score. This is actually a real thing. Uh, is the hardest erection on the scale where the penis is completely hard and fully rigid. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What's my what's my what's my erection score when I'm when I'm doing work? I want, you know, I, I want to like, guys, is it four or is it two? I want to I want to work as in using your like, cock as a like, hammer like, and, and, guys, and I want to incorporate the trellis. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to incorporate that into my uh, my my uh, my dirty talk now. I'm going to be like, I'm grade four. Oh, I'm, I'm grade. Rigid. I'm, I'm, grade <laughs> I'm grade four. I'm fully erect and fully rigid. <laughs> grade two. Grade two. <laughs> I'm getting there. A little bit more. I'll be at grade three. <laughs> oh um, my god. Okay, so so he had bad. a fully hard and fully rigid penis. The man had not suffered pain in his erection, uh, though he did report mild discomfort on walking, as you would probably <laughs> expect. So this guy's walking around, tucking his big old, big old piece. And, uh, you know, it's not hurting, but he's like, oh, God, man, this boner. Uh, it starts to throb. It's been, it's been a week and two days. Oh, like, my God. This oh, yeah, boner is annoying. I can't even imagine. Wait, but do, do you think, because, like, if, if you guys um, if you guys uh, ejaculate, I was I was going to say come, but. You can say it. You, you can say come, Brian. If you, uh, if you come, if you ejaculate. Yeah. No, no, you yeah. can't say it like that. No, you got to go. Yeah. You gotta go. Come, yeah. Tell me more. If you guys come. Yeah. Do, does happens? your, does like, how long can your dick stay hard after that? It depends. It mm. entirely depends on the scenario I'm in. Totally. If I'm, you know, if I'm in my car in the parking lot, very quickly goes down. <laughs> uh, if I'm in the middle of having very uh, raucous, uh, Mid afternoon. Relax your eyelids, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, about God. what about right before your coffee? Uh, uh, if you if you come pre, right pre coffee, pre coffee goes down real quick. Mm. But like, dude, I'm pretty quick. But, it's so, pretty quick after. So like, but like, yeah. my, my thoughts are is that like, if this guy had a raging. A uh, boner for like nine hours. I love how so you, say first. Say, you didn't want to say come, but you say boner so easily. Yeah, because I just like the word. This boner. is literally this guy's life is like a is like a fucking porn scene but, in the making where but, he's like, oh, I got this boner. Do you, Brian, so, but don't did, know did what he, to do. Did he with jerk? It. Did he scene? jerk off though? Like, I'm wondering. Like, porn? I mean, at some point, it's begging for you to like take care <laughs> it's of it. Begging. You know? <laughs> like, so like, but like, I'm just wondering, did he not fucking jerk off and then go? Oh yeah, it should dissipate now. And then like I bet like, you he did. I bet you he did go, huh? <clears throat> I bet he did go blimey. <laughs> what if this guy me just co- me cock is all fucking ripe? What if he just edged right. for like right. nine days? Yeah, he's just and then, really and, then, and, then, and, then, and then he goes Yeah, the cheeky wank. Huh. That was a cheeky wanking. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm still me a cock, four. Me, me cock still at a still at a four. Still a salute to the queen. I am. <laughs> I, I can't be pulling a willy copter with a hard penis. <laughs> so I looked I, up the scores though, the one, three, four scores. Yeah, what do you got? What it do you makes, got there? Is there it diagrams? 
No, well, I don't know. I'm just on the front page of Google. I'm doing just as thorough a search as yeah. Louise would expect <laughs> from this podcast. Uh, Please so tell it, me that number one, number one equals half chub. Guys, no, I'd, I'd say that's more of a two. A half oh, chub's really? a two. Okay, that's oh, okay. I feel, okay. So a score of one indicates that the penis is larger than normal, but not hard. Two means the penis is hard, but not hard enough for penetration. So to uh, me, so that's bendy. a half chub. Bendy, that's a bendy. chub. That's a yeah. chub, yeah. yeah. Three means the penis is hard enough for penetration, but not completely hard. Four is rock hard. Four is doing damage. <laughs> and I, that's feel how like it's I, I feel like I can't compete unless I got a four. I feel like it's, oh. I feel like it's four or no go. Yeah, four. Four no. though well, it says no. There's, there's completely like, hard, fully rigid. Three. That's a four. Three is like yeah, like you're doing it, but like you feel like your performance isn't like like. Well, as but high I feel, as I feel like, like I feel like my erection grade, my newly learned erection grade, is directly correlated to my arousal. Well, yeah. So if I'm not, so if I'm not, so if yeah, I'm not, I mean, if I'm not four, then like, it's like you're either you're first or last. So you're you're, 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 you're either I'm, on or you're in off. In this in this in this scenario, you're fourth or last. I'm just gonna say right now that if you are just now Taylor realizing <clears throat> that if you are at a four, when you are making sweet sweet love <laughs> to your mate <laughs> versus when you are at a rock hard four when you are doing sick boys taxes <laughs> uh if you're just making that realization right now that the the latter example is not okay that's dude, not okay dude no i'm just i'm just saying that i'm just saying that that like Dude, when you think about your bike, you're at a four. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, when I'm thinking about building a bike, Jesus I'm at a five. All right, here, let me get let me get through this. Let me get through this. So, so uh, what are we throwing to after this? <laughs> uh, so, a very very important conversation. <laughs> but before we get to that, uh, uh, Doc. So, so he goes in. He's got. We got to split these episodes up. <laughs> no, I know. You know, that's a good idea. Maybe we should do that. Um, so. <clears throat> So he goes in with mild discomfort uh, with this with this very I mean, to, I, I don't know. I feel like he probably had a good time over the nine days. It doesn't say anything outside of the fact, just mild discomfort. And uh, that doesn't mean it's not fun. Uh, doctors took a blood gas analysis of the area and found it was consistent with high flow priapism, a prolonged erection caused by unregulated cavernous arterial inflow. Now, you guys know what a priapism is, right? I don't. A priapism is exactly this. A priapism is a, is a boner that won't quit. Uh-huh. Uh, you can get a priapism from a number of different things. One of the things that, that this is very morbid, but I do know this, is that oftentimes priapisms show up uh, when people get hanged. So, oh. so uh, a, a hanging produces a priapism which is really interesting so depending on how high up that person is you could hang another person off of <laughs> yeah <laughs> amen sister uh that uh, was really funny. yeah yeah that was good um so causes of priapism if you aren't familiar priapism is caused by taking medications for uh, erectile dysfunction so Viagra causes mm. priapism. Mm-hmm. It's like, here's a forced boner. And that's why they're like, go to the hospital. If, if you have it for more than four hours. Too long. That's right. Um, but it also mm-hmm. is caused from other things. And, the, and this, I learned this today. These include sickle cell disease. Some studies say that 42% of men with sickle cell disease will get priapism at some point. Oh, wow. Cancer. Cancers like leukemia have a malignant infiltration of the penis. Nutrition. 
Sometimes receiving nutrients through an IV like TPN can cause this problem. Medications. Priapism is caused by taking medicines for erectile dysfunction. Certain medications, such as depression treatment, trazodone, are known to cause it. Is there anything there? The, about hold on. The last thing, though, being a passenger on an airplane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, or a passenger on a bus. Because <laughs> that is a private. I need totally. Of, a private. Because every time I go to sleep on a goddamn plane, yeah. I put a sweater over my Me lap too, dude, because I know one hundred percent I'm waking up rock hard. Here's a really interesting thing that I... that I And I don't want Louise sitting next to me <laughs> to get offended. Be like, wow, that's a great four. Oh my god, Louise, I'm so sorry. I actually really did appreciate you. The last cause of priapism here was drugs. Using street drugs like marijuana and cocaine. Um, so, hey, look... Does it I, say like, street drugs? Yeah, yeah, it says street drugs. Uh, street drugs. Uh, uh, allegedly, I, you know, I'm not going to say I, I, I've done cocaine, but... I've never heard of cocaine giving you a big boner. I've heard of the opposite. Really? Yeah. If yeah. I had to see, that's interesting. Cause like, yeah. if you think about cocaine, you'd think that it would, it gives yeah, you confidence. You it, it doesn't give you boners, <laughs> I'm, yeah. but Hey, but the, you know, it, maybe it does. Um, so, so this guy had what they said to be a high flow priapism, uh, which is one of two types of priapism. So there's high flow and there's, there's low flow, high and low flow are the, are the, uh, sorry, High and low flow are the two different types. High flow is the least dangerous type out of the two. Low flow priapism is caused by a blockage, preventing the flow of oxygenated arterial blood from reaching the erectile tissue in the penis. This type is often painful and requires urgent treatment. As if enough oxygen, as if enough oxygen doesn't reach the tissue of the penis, it can begin to die off, leaving permanent damage. High flow priapism, the type that this guy had, is a lot rarer and usually is the result of blunt trauma. The doctors performed an ultrasound and CT anneogram to determine the cause and found damage to the car, car, cavernosal art, artery, causing unregulated pooling of blood within the sinusoidal space, propagating a non-ischemic erection due to the continuous supply of oxygenated blood. So essentially, Take the that injury he has sustained from falling <laughs> off his moped was causing too much oxygenated blood to rush, rush to his penis. However, I got to show you this. So, of course, looking at priapisms earlier, I was like, how do they fucking fix that? Here is how they fix a priapism. Um, I, now, I did look up videos and, and pictures I'm not going to put this up here because I don't think a YouTube will allow it. And B, I actually didn't want to do this to any of you, but here's a, a diagram of, so we're only, only us are seeing uh, this is, this is the diagram. So what they do, if you have a priapism, that's, that's a low flow priapism, oh, no. they have to give you a, a type of shunt. So here are all the different uh, types of shunts that you can get. So that top I hate one, that word. I know shunt. I know. <laughs> right now, imagine shunt in your pee pee. Uh, the top one here is what I think is like two, oh. basically big punctures that they put into the head of your penis that go all the way through to um, 
uh, fuck off, Louise. It's the two. It's the the two <laughs> channels in your cock that have the blood. Okay, um, uh, and, then, and then and then the one the one below that. Uh, it's like is, your vast deference or something like it's that. It's not that, that, but something like that. Whatever. <laughs> and then the one below that, it, it, they take a scalpel and they just go. Oh no! They pop the scalpel oh, in to fuck. to make enough room for the blood to flow out. The the set the third one down there. Um, and again, folks, if you want to see this, go over to YouTube. The third one down is like these two tubes that they kind of shove in. But here, the second one, or over on the side here, the open distal shunting. This is where it gets super fucking gnarly. And the photos are if you are if you're one of those people that love seeing gnarly like medical photos. This one's up your alley. Put this in graphic content on the Discord. Yeah, for sure. They they like make an incision. Oh, you're gonna show. They make it. No, no, I'm not gonna. Don't worry, I'm not gonna show you. They make an incision like a doorway, and they pull the door back, and then they insert a full shunt in there to give room for the blood to flow out of the pee pee. So they basically have to like like, draining it. Draining it. It's it's all about draining it. Yeah. Um. Does your is is your PP going to go back to normal after that? They sew the fucker up oh, and, fuck. and it's all good. Yeah. It's, I mean, <clears throat> that's, I mean, it's all much. good, but you got a couple, a couple cool scars on your, you, you, oh. and which would be kind of cool. Cause you got like these two eyes. You've and, had a catheter, got, right? I've had a catheter. Yeah. Loved it, dude. I was loved, so against that. Loved every, loved every second of it. Oh my God. Uh, you must here, be into sounding so much. Mm. I actually, you know what? I'm not going to lie. This is for another podcast. Turn me on podcast. Uh, check it out. It's a one that I do with my wife. Uh, I pr- I'm I can imagine. I can imagine how sounding would be nice. I I don't think I could do it. That's the wildest I, thing I, I've, I I've he- heard you say. <laughs> I I know what you mean, Jerry. I want to watch. That's wilder than wanna, me saying I'll, that Jolene you know is my what? favorite song. Of all time. I would watch you no, try song. to sound. There would, there would be a, a difference between. I get, me, I get it. I get, I get the that there's. It's like a when you scratch a good works. itch. Yeah. I, bet oh, it found, I bet it feels like yeah. that. Oh my <laughs> god! Hey, uh, how common do you think priapism is? Probably really common. one in seven. Oh, oh okay. Uh, currently, priapism remains a common reason for many men to be seen in. Let's let's just rephrase that. Commonly, priapism remains a common reason for many people with penises to be seen in the emergency department. In fact, between 2006 and 2009, three years, it is estimated that there were 32,462 visits made to emergency departments in the U.S. for priapism. This represents a national incidence of 5.34 per 100,000 men per year. That's a lot of priapism. Like one in 20,000. That's like a fair amount of... That's more than I would. I would have thought it's pretty rare. I didn't think it was like that. I, I bet it's more common. Just people don't go like people don't go to the. Well, yeah, then the, yeah, you got to you got to get rid of it. Fucking Jonathan yeah. Little here didn't go for nine days. But like, do you think that <laughs> did you do you that think funny. that there's. Thanks. So do you think that's <laughs> I don't even want to say this a lot, but do you think that uh, some people with priapisms, it could just get better? Like it could just go away. Generally, high flow. Pri- I mean, if you have low flow priapism, no, you you want right. it like you you are. But in, high flow is more common and less dangerous. Um, I don't know about the commonness of both, but high flow is less dangerous. Generally, high flow priapism is treated conservatively through ice packs, mechanical decompression on the affected blood vessels, 
Which when I read that, I'm just thinking like a good old tug. Dude, you know what's <laughs> a fucking <laughs> mechanical, will take mechanical care of that. decompression. Uh, or just holding the patient for observation until it desists. Uh mm. so so yeah, I mean it's like it can just go away. It's have you guys like ever have you guys ever hit your taint really hard on anything? Yes. Do you know do you get that feeling of like that weird feeling in the tip of your dick when you when you do it? Like yeah. it's almost like I like spend a thirteen hours a week on a bicycle seat. So yeah, so you know what I'm like. Does yeah, that but that's just sit, that's just with? sitting on a bicycle. I mean, like Brad Steinist in grade six, fully football punted my cock. Oh my god! Whoa. And I dropped and threw up. Whoa! Oh yeah! Whoa! Jesus! Well, that's because of your and I'll never, balls. I'll never, for, I'll never free. Well, I mean, it was a full. No, no, no. It was full spectrum contact. But you throw up because of your balls. I got tripped oh, or yeah. something playing Maybe. hockey when I was younger and I somehow went in the boards or something happened, but I I like was in a lot of pain when I went down, but I got up and I skated to the bench and I sat down on the bench and when I sat down on the bench, I had this like incredibly sharp pain like all through like my taint and like my tailbone and I had uh I had bruised my tailbone and so I went to the hospital mm. and um, I had to sit on a, a cushion in school for like three weeks. It was really embarrassing. Mm. But how uh, old were you? Um, probably like 14. Maybe. Yeah, that would suck. And I had this like really weird, like pain sort of feeling mm. in, in my dick. But like my, I, I wasn't like, I didn't get like a hard on or anything, but, but it was like this, like really, like I felt the pain from my taint, like mm. up in the tip of my penis. It was really interesting. <sighs> um, hurts. I, I didn't actually, I didn't finish reading what I put down here. Uh, in order to avoid potential erectile dysfunction later on, the, the, oh, sorry, sorry. So wh what I said there is like how they treat it typically. So in this case, uh, however, the doctors decided timely intervention was needed to be considered to avoid the potential risk of erectile dysfunction in the long term. So he came in. They're like, typically we give you some ice, watch your dick, give you a little tug, probably goes away. He comes in and they're like, mm. they're probably like, <laughs> I've been tugging. <laughs> it's been nine days. <laughs> so they're going, we don't want this to end up with like with ED that's unfixable. Mm. So in order to avoid potential erectile dysfunction later on, the doctors opted to artificially restrict blood flow into the penis using a catheter to insert a gel-like foam and a microcoil. I don't know what the fuck that means, nor do I want to look it up. Louise, send us an email if you know what they're talking about. <laughs> he was sent home to recover, and a year on, he was back to normal. Quote, self-reported rectile function has slowly improved over the course of 12 months, the doctors reported. Long-term follow-up has shown return to normal erectile function 12 months following the injury. Amen. So they put some plastic in a spring in his dick and it oh. made it better. He's got a spring dick. You got that spring loaded cock, you know what I'm saying? I hate the word cock. I know, man. man. It makes me feel Oh my lord. It's hard. It makes me feel weird. Cock? Really yeah. The word cock? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's Interesting. It's a harsh word. Interesting. Yeah. What about cock? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's better. I yeah, actually you can do it. Me cock. Yeah, it's a because yeah, when, it's, with the British when it's British, I mean it still makes me oh, feel kind of strange. Oh, but like Oh, me taint got hit. And now me cock is real hard. <laughs> but if you say me cock and bollocks, oh then me cock it's, and bollocks are better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Splayed out all over the floor. Yeah. Okay, how about uh my cock? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah too much? It's way too harsh. Yeah. Interesting. Hey so like actually <laughs> it's too much. Yeah, it's too much. <laughs> all right, yeah. Um <laughs> All right. Well, this is uh, this has been 
a fucking time. And you know what? Uh, earlier we said we were going to throw to a conversation that was much more important than all the things we just talked about, which is true. But you know what? We've been doing this for an hour. So uh, w- let's not do that today. Let's push that to next week. I hope that's okay, Lauren. And uh, and we will get into the important conversation next week. That's a good and idea. And we'll just leave this conversation as is because I think that, you know, talking about so much value, Dolly Parton <laughs> and hard cocks and uh, what it was feels it? like it just sort of lives in its own sort of space. I think, yeah. it's, better. Yeah. I think it's better it lives in its own space instead of us throwing to the importance of uh, you know defunding the police or, or uh, other things that we're going to be talking about in the future. So uh, let's leave this as is, and we hope you enjoyed hanging out with us. And again, folks, um, these host segments as they are sitting as host segments right now are existing on YouTube. So you can go over to YouTube and just look up our channel. Sick boy. Uh, hit the subscribe button, the bell icon, the bang, 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 do all that shit. But if uh, YouTube's not your thing, cause you're too old. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to make an assumption of how old Louise is. But I mean, you know. <laughs> Nah, this is the dig. I love you. I love that email. Thank you, Louise. But if you are not going to be uh, watching on YouTube, uh, you're, you can just continue to listen right here where you're listening to it. Maybe it's Spotify. Maybe it's Apple Podcasts. Maybe it's the CBC Listen app. And of course, we always appreciate uh, the subscription or the reviews wherever they are available. And if you have an incredible letter that you would like to send us, and I really do think that you want to basically take what Louise sent us today and kind of use that as a bit of a, a roadmap for how you want to formulate your messages, which was, again, I know we took the piss out of you a lot today, Louise, but for real, you took the synopsis nah, of the podcast. She's a good sport. You took the, you took, you took, the, you took, you took the synopsis of the podcast and you put it in a critical I just, form. I just, and, uh, <laughs> and I really appreciate it. And you really, you really get it. You get the podcast. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. So we talk to people who do. And, um, so you can send those to letters at sickboypodcast.com. I, I hope she writes back and says, it's Lois. That would be really funny. <laughs> and then if, I love how you made her voice sound like a bitch. <laughs> no, um, no. And, uh, and, Louise, and, Lois. You know, like, she sounds sweet. And then and if you want we, to. We, we've either, we have either <laughs> lost a listener for life or gained a listener for life. <laughs> yeah, it, it's either one or the other. Brian's the one who made the voice. Uh, if you want to be one of our fantastic guests on this show, you can go to sickboypodcast.com slash contact. And fill out the form, and maybe we'll have you on the show because we love to tell cool stories and highlight the experience of people living with illness. Mm. Uh, and I, I just want to say, guys, uh, I know that I usually say thank you to you guys, but I just want to say I genuinely love you guys, and I love doing this with you. So um, thanks for doing this with me as well. On Taylor, a scale of one to Lauren. four, how much do you love Cheers. doing this show? Uh, yeah, rock hard, a hard four. <laughs> it's a fully hard rigid, four. fully rigid for sick boy. Uh, and uh, shout out to the other people who aren't in the room right now who also helped make this happen. Uh, Jeff Lonis, we love you. Rich O'Coin, you do the theme music, you're really great. Take part, you occasionally do the theme music too. You guys are all really amazing, and I'm just grateful to be a part of this, folks. Thanks for tuning in wherever you were tuning in. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy.
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.